Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. Excuse me. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is our weekly jazz podcast recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. Those songs I listened to as a young man, and here I am now playing them for your pleasure. And also to introduce a younger generation to that fabulous art form known as jazz. We also discuss politics and social issues. I am in the studio, as always, with my good friend for well over 60 years, Lawrence Williams. Hey, Larry, how you doing, good brother? What's up, Al? How are you, man? I'm good, man. Can't complain, man. Cannot complain. Cool, cool. Summer is gone, brother. It's all over. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's fall time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, no telling what's going to happen in the fall. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, the weather can go either way or any way or no way. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's for sure. I got to bring in my plant. My, my. Uh, I named my plant Samantha, and during the summertime, I put her out. In the on my patio, I don't water. I don't do anything. I just come in, make sure that she's okay. You and don't water her. No, the rain. When it rains, that's where she gets the water. Now, if there was a drought, I would be out there, but there isn't. Do you know Every what type of plant it is? Not really. <laughs> oh, you know it's Samantha. That's all. Yeah, I, I, it's Samantha. That's it. It's, a, it's like a vine because yeah. it, it just continues to grow. Um, and it has like a a leaf that's like uh, like a spade. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's uh, it's something I do every year and so forth. So, and and when she's out there, because of the sun, because of the sun, and the uh, the rain, she gets bigger. The leaves get bigger, greener. Everything. And it's unbelievable, right? It, it is unbelievable what happens. And then when she comes back in the house. The yeah. leaves are not quite as big, not quite as green. I got like maybe four or five small plants. One one kind of big one, which is a house plant. Um, something about having plants, man, that, that does something uh, to the living environment and even to our state of mind. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know? Uh, they're living, living entities, man. Yeah. You know? Living entities, Larry. It's cool. I didn't know. I wouldn't take you for a plant man. Well, people wouldn't take me for a plant man. Yeah. <laughs> so, but hey, surprise, folks. <laughs> oh, man, you know we always start our podcast out uh, with with two things. We, we play a song that, that or a poem or something that, that addresses the topics of social ju- justice. And we have a discussion around topics of social justice. Today we're going to combine it. Two things a little differently. And uh, as you know, there was a big rally uh, during the week. Climate rally. Uh, 70, 000, somewhere between fifty to 70,000 people in New York City, they, they claim, was there. And uh, one of the key speakers was... Representative Alexander uh, um, Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, and I'm a big fan of her, (laughs) but she gave a speech, 
And uh, we're going to play that speech because I think that speech is so important on climate. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about it, folks. So our whole social justice thing today is the speech by AOC, Alexandria Cortez uh, Ocasio, uh, at the climate rally. My name is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I'm the Congresswoman for New York's 14th Congressional District, repping the Bronx and Queens. Do we have any outer borough out here? Got the BX in the building, Queens in the building. I'm so honored to be here today shoulder to shoulder with you all because we are all here for the same purpose, to protect the planet, the people, and make sure that we end fossil fuels across the globe. Most importantly, I want to thank each and every one of you for being here and for showing up in force. It means something when people say, oh, we're thinking five, ten thousand dollars, ten thousand people are going to be here and fifty, seventy thousand people show up. That means something because we are in rooms and I'm in rooms in Washington all the time where people say that they have a commitment to this issue, but we need urgency on this issue right now, right now. And the way that we create urgency on the issue of climate is when we have people all across the world in the streets, in the streets, showing up, demanding change, and demanding a cessation of what is killing us. We have to send the message that some of us are going to be living on, a, on this planet 30, 40, 50 years from now, and we will not take no for an answer. Climate must be a centerpiece of inside and outside organizing, an electoral and a popular force that cannot be ignored. This issue is, is one of the issues, the biggest issue of our time, and because of that, we must be too big and too radical to ignore. I introduced in 2019 was the Green New Deal, which demanded a 10-year timeline. And at the time, people said it was too naive and too unrealistic, and we didn't take no for an answer. We still won't take no for an answer. Since then, we have organized and hit some milestones. Here in New York, organizers won commitments for 100% renewables by 2040. We've made sure new buildings will be fully electric, ensured that not only will new energy be renewable, but it will be available as public, democratically controlled goods for our most vulnerable communities. Because what we're not gonna do is go from oil barons to solar barons. This belongs to the people. What we're not gonna do is have vulnerable communities in a fossil fuel, com in a fossil fuel economy be left behind in a new economy. We are demanding a change so that working people 
working people get better jobs and lower bills under a renewable energy economy. That is what we are here to make sure that we achieve. We're going to make sure that this transition is union, is union jobs, organized labor, dignity at the center. And we're going to make sure that we continue that fight. But the, but the powers that be are there, and it is real, and it is against us. Right now, the United States continues to be approving record number of fossil fuel leases, and we must send the message right here, today, right now, that that has got to end today. We know they're raking in record profits, but the popular support for climate is starting to buckle and crack that overall grip that the fossil fuel establishment has had in our politics. And that's because of you. Because of you. Don't let the cynics win. The cynics want us to think that this isn't worth it. The cynics want us to believe that we can't win. The cynics want us to believe that organizing doesn't matter, that our political system doesn't matter, that our economy doesn't matter. And we're here to say that we organize out of hope. We organize out of commitment. We organize out of love. We organize out of the beauty of our future. And we will not give up. We will not let go. We will not allow cynicism to prevail. We will not allow our visions of a collaborative economy, of dignity for working people, of honoring the black, brown, indigenous, white working class. We will not give up. And that is what we are here to do today, to tell our leaders, from President Biden to the UN General Assembly, to, to, to all of our elected officials, that we demand a change. It will happen now. It begins today. It is occurring today. And it's because of you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Keep marching. And we're going to accomplish this. See ya. Larry, I, 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 she is powerful. Powerful. <laughs> she is a powerful woman. Yes, she is. She's a powerful. Oh my God. Yes, and she, she is. is enthusiastic in what she believes in, and 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 what she fights for. She is very enthusiastic, and and I think that like she has a, um, I, I don't. What's the word? I, I she she is very brave. Uh, oh yeah. To, to 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 put herself out there like that. Uh, the powers that be, they're yeah. not incapable of assassinating people who are too yeah. strong. They've done it in the past, and they will continue to do it. Yeah, as well. you know, very that's true. How it, but the climate crisis, man, I, she's she's on on point. It is at a critical point. Uh, just just this week, the uh, Secretary General of the United Nations held a uh, climate conference. And he did not invite America and China because they're the two biggest polluters of the planet. And he opened it by saying that we have opened the gates of hell. You know, and all the, the, the key people uh, are telling us that we are approaching by 2025 the tipping point. And by 2050, it's, it's a wrap. It's a deal. You know, this planet will become, parts of it will become uninhabitable. 
there will be massive migration. I mean, anyone with children and grandchildren should be shouting like hell about this this climate thing, you know. Uh, and there's some things that we can still do that can slow it down and begin the reversal process. And we see the effects of all these. This year, we had 18 major storms in the United States. Never had that many. You had two or three. 18, and the projection is more. So it'll increase. Future changes are expected to include warmer atmosphere, a warmer and more acidic ocean, higher sea levels, larger changes in precipitation patterns. The extent of future climate change depends on what we do now to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The more we emit, the larger future changes will be. Scary, Larry. It is very much so. Um, don't. I, I hope that we can reverse it. I hope that there's... Um, um, there seems to be a way to do it, but are the powers to be willing to do it, or are they just willing to continue to make yeah. the? Uh, but we're, we're approaching the point where it won't be reversible. We yeah. got another thirty years. Yeah. And then it's a done deal. We can't reverse it. Yeah. You know, sea levels rise. You know, uh, part of Manhattan and New York City. We'll be, be underwater. You've yeah. seen what happened the last hurricane downtown yeah. Manhattan. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the scariest thing was that uh, forest fly, fire in Canada and how it put, turned the sky orange. Yeah. And it wasn't no mass. You couldn't have a mass. You just couldn't go outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was true, yeah. And that was for a little while too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I just, I, I mean, the, these people that deny that this really is a problem, go to the science. Go to yeah, go yeah. to the scientists. Yeah. Ask them whether or not this is yeah. what's happening. Get the experts, the, yeah. the people that that have studied this, that know about. We this. have the knowledge. We know. So why not use the knowledge? That's what we we are capable of as yeah. human beings. We are capable of, you know, of, mm-hmm. of converting whatever we need to do. We yeah. need to, you know, we can do it. Sure we can. You know, all we need, the first step is we need Biden to declare that the climate is, is, is a, a, a national emergency. And, and that will mobilize funds and resources, the climate crisis. And we can go from there, you know. Uh, and the thing of it is, it's worse in other parts of the planet, mainly in Africa and Asia, where the changes are enormous. Right. Uh, Italy had, in one week, 7,000 immigrants. In one island, 7,000 showed up. Because in parts of northern Africa, temperatures was reaching 120 degrees. <laughs> Won't sustain life. You know? Uh, it's, it's. But she's on with the money, man. And she was powerful. And she's she right, man. She has that passion, that fire. We need her in Congress. I don't care. 
Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, they we, they need to uh, make the change, you know, with, with uh, uh, to reduce greenhouse effects. And uh, we had the technology. We can go to electric cars and other forms of energy around the, the, uh, the planet. We can do this. Yeah, but you know we've seen uh, uh, the, the effects of it, man. Well, Larry, I wanted to play that because that's, that's a powerful, powerful speech, man. That was very powerful. Yeah, and as much as we can get get that out there, and people realize it is urgent. I wasn't even aware that she had that. Uh, I wasn't even aware of this rally. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, I was looking at. I haven't been to a rally since early 2000 really what reason why i don't go no more is my leg i can't do that kind of walking on a march but i i kind of miss it and i knew this was coming up and i knew she was the speaker i'm glad that uh democracy now recorded it and other folks recorded it and we were able to uh uh air it on on our podcast okay it's cool all right man folks today's show is uh Charlie Mingus, Charlie Mingus and Cannonball Adley, two giant, giant jazz musicians and two brilliant, genius jazz composers, two of the greats, Mingus and Adley. We're going to start off with a piece by Charlie Mingus, and this is one of my favorite songs by Charlie Mingus. It's called the Haitian Fight Song. It's an ode to the triumph of freedom in the face of persecution. It's really about the Haitian Revolution, which was the only successful slave revolution in the world. It was one of the great episodes of human history. It was actually, in world history, the Haitian Revolution was overrided by the American Revolution and the French, so you don't hear much about it. But it's the only time slaves successfully revolted, revolted and was successful. Uh, and it changed history. Here's Charlie Mingus in the Haitian fight song. Sit back and enjoy this, people. And you can you can see the brilliance of his composition because this songs remind you of battle. Thank you. 
Haitian fight song with uh, Charles Mingus on bass, Curtis Porter on saxophone, Danny Richmond on drums, uh, Jimmy Kina on trombone, and Wedger, uh, Wading Ledger on piano. That was composed and written by Charlie Mingus, man. What a masterpiece. You know, Larry, there was, there's three albums. This was, song was on the album The Clown. Uh, Charlie Mingus' album The Clown uh, that was done in the late 50s, early 60s. And there are three albums that people give credit to that ushered jazz from the bebop era into the modern era. And this album with this song was one of the albums. The other two albums was uh, Miles Davis, Kind of Blue, and John Coltrane, My Favorite Thing. But uh, how'd you like uh, Mingus here? Oh, Mingus was beautiful. That was a beautiful, beautiful side, man. I like that whole. I like that whole thing. It was really, really beautiful. It was just like, uh, oh man, <laughs> like you were in a battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's a he's always been a great uh, bassist. Oh yeah, yeah, and but, composer, man. And, yeah, I forgot about the composing part. I remember some time ago I saw a uh, a documentary on him and you know about his life and and where he lived and and how he lived, and I was always like uh, impressed with how he was able to get things together, you know, based on what he had to go through. Yeah. So, yeah, he was definitely a jazz man, man. You know, uh, uh, people don't give him as much credit today as they should. Uh, no, they don't. I don't they think don't. they play him as much as they should. You know, but that man could play that bass. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, he was. He's on top of that instrument. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Mingus, folks. Uh, the Haitian fight song. Let's go on to our second artist, who is Cannonball Adley. And we're going to go back on an old Cannonball song called Jive Samba, written by his brother, Nat Adley, uh, who, who plays a cornet on this song. So this is uh, Cannonball Adley, Nat Adley, and their group, Jive Samba. So uh, enjoy, folks. Yeah. 
That's a new one. That's right. That's a new one. Thank you. That's Jive Samba, recorded in 1963, with Cannon Moore Adley on alto sax, Nat Adley on cornet, uh, Youssef Latif on oboe, tenor sax, and flute, uh, Sam Jones on the double bass, Lou Hayes on the drums, and Joe Zavanu on the piano. Wow. How you like that, Larry? That was nice. That was really nice. Yeah. Oh, uh the lineup on that one, I didn't realize that that all those people were on there. My yeah, God. man. Yeah, Yousef, you had Joe Zabinu. Yeah, Yousef. I didn't know Yousef had played with him at one time. And Joe Zabinu together, oh, God. Yeah. That was just beautiful. That was I like that song. It was nice. Yeah, was 63, nice. man. Yeah. That was long. Uh, yeah. Written by Nat Adley. Yeah. And he was playing the uh, cornet. Yeah. He plays the trumpet as well. Yeah. Okay, folks. Folks, we uh, play... Um, we were featuring Charlie Mingus and Cannonball Adley, and we played Haitian Fight Song by Mingus, and just now to Jive Simba by uh, Cannonball Adley. And we're going to go back and play another classic jazz song by uh, Charlie Mingus called Goodbye Pork Pie Hat. Okay. This was a tribute written to and about uh, the loss of uh, Lester Young who always wore what was called the pork, pork pie hat. This is a classic jazz composition in 1959. Mingus wrote this as a eulogy for the saxophonist Lester Young, who had died just two months prior to the recording session and was known for wearing uh, that broad brim pork pie hat. So here's Charlie Mingus on... Um, Goodbye, Pork Pie Hat. Tribute to Lester Young. Really? That's your plan for movie night? Yeah, I got rid of our kids. That's definitely not it. <laughs> we would let that play out. I uh, just hit the wrong piece. Uh, I got to go back. Larry, you taught me how to go back. How yeah. do I go back? Go to uh, uh, where the three lines of hamburgers is. Yeah. And look for history. Click click that on and look for history. Uh, All the way to your right. But there's three lines. That's the hamburger. That's the hamburger. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Uh, Asian fight song. Uh, I don't see it. You don't see it? Let me see. No, that's okay, man. Let's, let's, let's just skip to... Uh, uh, we'll just go ahead and do another... Uh, Cannonball Adley piece called The Black Messiah. Now this is done in 1971 and this is completely Cannonball differently uh, where he plays that jazz fusion. So this is Cannonball Adley on a piece called The Black Messiah.
That's Cannonball Adley on a piece called Black Messiah, recorded in 1971. Cannonball Adley on a tenor saxophone, uh, Adley on a cornet, uh, Alvin uh, Baptiste on clarinet, uh, George Duke on the piano, Mike Deasley on guitar, uh, Wayne uh, Booker on bass, Roy McCruddy on drums, and Arturo Marino on percussion, and Buck Clark on African percussion. Man, that was fusion jazz at its best, man. That was jazz in the 70s, Larry. That that was kicking. I didn't even realize that he had, to, he had, done, uh, he had made this. So I think this is the first time I've heard this. I've, I may have heard it before. Do you know which album this is on? It's on the Black Messiah album. On the Black Messiah album. Man, I got to get this because this is something like I didn't hear, I don't remember hearing uh, of Cannonball doing. This is out there. This is like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is out there. This he is has like, some bad musicians on there. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, he approved, <coughs> my God. I mean, he's uh, great musicians attracted to him because he's such a uh, great yeah. alto. Uh, he, this cat is played with Miles Davis. He's yep. played with John Coltrane. Yep. He's played with all the greats. Yes. And here he come along, man, in the 70s, man, in diffusion jazz with these heavy rock brothers. Yeah, oh, it was, man, I was, I was totally into it. It was beautiful. Yeah. I got to check this, I got to check this album out. Yeah. Black Messiah. Yeah. Folks, we don't have uh, much time, so I, I cannot get a chance to play uh, the... There uh, I go. Other Curtis Ming, um, or Charles Mingus uh, pork pie, pork pie hat. Um, we'll play that next time. Huh? Yeah. So we're uh, going to be able to. Um, well, it's that time, man. I hope you enjoyed this little quick tribute to uh, Mingus and uh, Cannonball Adley. Larry, how'd you like it, man? Oh, it was great. It was great. I heard something that I don't believe I've heard before. And it was just good. It was just good. Mingus and, and Cannonball, two great musicians. Yeah. It's great. Great show. Thank you. Well, thanks for being here, Larry. And for you people, thanks for listening. And as always, to the next time, peace and love. How I worry about you Just can't live my life without you Baby, come here Don't have no fear Oh, is there a wonder why I'm really feeling in the mood for love So tell me why Start to think About this weather, my dear This little dream might fade away There I go a-talking out of my head again Oh baby, won't you come and put our two hearts together That would make me strong and breathe Ooh, when we are one I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid If there's a cloud up above us Go on and let it rain I'm sure our love together will endure a hurricane Oh my baby Please let me love you and give me relief from this awful misery.
not like before. Don't you understand me? Now, baby, please pull yourself together. Do it soon. My soul's on fire. Come on and take me. I'll be what you make me, my darling, my Visit out there in that new promised land. Maybe there we can find a good place to use a loving state of mind. I'm so tired of being without and never knowing what love's about. James, well, you can come on in, man, and you can blow now if you want to. We're through. <laughs> 